The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, we are well into February and so a dry January has passed and many people will resume consumption of their usual tipple, all well and good. But could you make your alcohol consumption more sustainable, whatever that might mean? Well, to explain all, I'm joined by Joe Linhan, Climate Editor with the Sunday Times Ireland. Joe, good morning. Morning, Pat. So, sustainable drinking. <laughs> you better try and explain this to me. What is it? Well, this is really something that has grown, gotten a lot of momentum over the last few years. And really what I think has spurred on a lot of it is, you know, extreme weather events are changing harvests, they're changing farming. In fact, in 2021, France had their worst uh, harvest since 1957. It cost the country about 1.7 billion euro. So, you know, we're, we're really having to look at how do we farm? How do we enjoy the things that we always have? You know, there's some predictions that are very extreme that say that because of the way that extreme weather is unfolding and in terms of barley growth, we won't have beer in 100 years. So, and again, when it comes to biodiversity, you know, we in Ireland, we're in a biodiversity crisis as we are across Europe. And then you have things like botanicals, like juniper that we use in gin that grows freely. And we make so much gin now, so many small producers of gin who are exporting to the world. Yeah. And so, they need their juniper. Yeah. So I think when I, we talk about something like this, I really want to bring it back to the fact that, you know, it comes down to climate change and, and how the world is changing. And we want to enjoy the, these things for many years to come. So thankfully, lots of producers are making changes, but consumers can opt for, for sustainable changes too. Okay. Now, if I'm uh, drinking beer, I mean, is there anything I can do there to make make it more sustainable? Yeah, well, look, at the moment we have our um, our new deposit return scheme. So you'll probably be dropping your your uh, cans back to that if you're, if you're very good and sustainable. But you know what? Some producers have done amazing work. Heineken, which have their HQ in Cork, they've been a zero waste landfill uh, brewery um, for the last few years, which is absolutely fantastic. So they have zero waste. And um, then you have producers like Tiagio, which have caught, I think it's something like 400 million tonnes of plastic from their supply chains over the last few years by getting rid re- of things like those ring pulls that used to be really mm-hmm. common with beer. So th- there are great things like that. Um, but in terms of, you know, other producers, wine is really where um, there's a lot of exciting stuff happening. OK, now what is sustainable wine then? So there's basically three uh, strands to it. So there's your organic wine, which most people will come across. You know, it's a little bit more expensive, but that will be made with very low pesticide or herbicide uh, use. Then you have your biodynamic, which is very fancy. And that wine is produced on vineyards that are really, really tended to. Like the vines get a very special treatment. The soil is really catered to. Um, It's kind of a level up from organic, I would say. And then you have your low... Are are these the ones where they have... Uh, geese kind of pecking around underneath <laughs> yeah. the vines and yes. all of that. Yeah, all of that exactly. They look at the they look at the vineyard as an entire ecosystem in in and of itself, and they work to make every single part of that system work perfectly in harmony, which is really wonderful. Kind of a utopian wine, and then you have your low intervention or natural, which is really popular in Ireland at the moment. Now what is that? So that really is, it's kind of between the two in that you very, very low um, or non um, intervention at all. So no pesticides and no sulfites, which are the thing that give you the horrible hangover. Now, when it comes to wine experts, they are kind of foreign against it because some, you know, wines do need certain amount of chemicals for them to ferment properly and for them to taste fantastic and for them to last. So some wines, some natural wines, you know, the wine experts would say, "Mm, not for me. But there are some really great ones that are really enjoyed. And there's, you know, lots of natural wine bars popping up. 
just down the street from us here you have Loose Cannon they do amazing natural wine at lots of Michelin star restaurants now I'm sure do a, a great natural and sustainable wine selection so it's become very very trendy it is a bit of an acquired taste it's quite cloudy if, when you drink it um, but definitely worth trying it's very cool Now you also say uh, source your wine as close to home as possible now we don't uh, make a lot of wine here I'm sure there are one or two small uh, producers maybe private producers who produce it for themselves <clears throat> so therefore what are you saying buy French wine rather than Spanish wine which is a bit farther or rather than Georgian wine which is farther away again and certainly not uh, American wines or South African wines or South American wines. I know and this is something I had actually never thought about but I was speaking to a wine expert and they did say that that's one of the things when they're sourcing they try to source uh, more locally so they gave the suggestion of you know if you are if you love a New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc which I would maybe opt for a Sancerre which is French um, instead of an Argentinian wine um, you, again you can look to, fr- to France and Spain. Now I don't know if people will go that far when, when they're sourcing but again I, when you think of things like the weight of the glass bottle which is another thing that's having a lot of discussion Now I've talking, noticed this because uh, you mm. know you pick up a bottle of wine and you go to pour and you realise holy God it's empty uh, and yet you got, because it's so heavy the glass the amount of glass is so heavy that you think it still contains something Yes Particularly uh, Italian wines I've noticed this Yes and for those really heavy gla- look the, part of that heavy glass thing is it's luxurious it feels bougie you know people want that weight when they're buying an expensive bottle of wine but you're paying for it it's about 29% of a wine's carbon emissions which is crazy so then you have great producers doing great things you either have very light bottles you have a great Irish company here uh, called Wine Lab and they basically supply wines to not only consumers but to restaurants from a keg which is really exciting so if you go to a restaurant Sprezzatura here in Dublin you'll see all the different kegs and they literally pour the wine from that so getting rid of the bottles all together uh, you can do wine subscriptions so again looking at alternatives that, as you say heavy glass which you're also paying for in the price don't don't forget obviously so joe thank you very much for telling me how to drink sustainably in 2024 joe lennon is climate editor with the sunday times ireland the pat kenny show with aviva insurance weekdays at 9am on news talk